0: church is a lot like a is a lot like a table and so we're going to use this idea of the table all month long to kind of get us ready to get, get us in this idea of the table now here's what we believe jesus christ we preach this our church we believe there was a god He sent his son Jesus, he did walk this earth, he walked perfectly, he never sinned, never did anything he shouldn't have done, done. he never said anything he shouldn't have said. He he died on the cross for our sins, for you and for me, so that we can have an opportunity to go to a place called heaven, and not only do we have a place called heaven, but we can live on this earth, we can live with peace on this earth, and we can live with a lot of things. God gives us so many gifts, so many different things that he gives to his children, and one of the greatest gifts that he ever gave us was his son, but after his son on the cross for our sins he got off the cross and he went into a tomb and he laid there for three days. And when those three days were up, the tomb was rolled away and he walked out. Now, Jesus is so cool. Moms, you you gotta love Jesus. And here's why you gotta love Jesus. The Bible says that whenever he got out of the tomb, whenever he woke up that day, that he took all all the bandages off him and he folded them up nicely and he put them right there. He was like, hey, moms, that's what you say, amen. He was done with them. He's like, hey, here, here's, I'm not, I don't need these clothes anymore. Not only did he didn't need the clothes anymore or the, the, the wrapping around him or the clothes that would have been wrapped around him, but he didn't need the tomb anymore. The tomb was a borrowed tomb. He didn't have to buy the tomb. He just had a bar for a couple, three days, and he was like, hey, you can have your tomb back, bro. Like, I don't know who's going here next, but I'm not staying here. I'm out of here, you know? I'll be back. So he's like Gone. So he has that experience. But here's what we believe. I, I want to give you this phrase and I want you to write it down or maybe take a picture with your phone. But here's kind of the phrase that God kind of put in my heart, in my mind a few weeks ago or maybe a few months ago. And I want to share with you guys today. It's this. After the resurrection, Jesus turned the cross into the table. After the resurrection, Jesus turned the cross in, into the table. We just believe that there, was no, there was no need for the, for the cross no more. He already did what he came to do. It was there for a moment, and, he, and he, he 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 survived the cross. He resurrected the cross, and he resurrected that cross for you and for for me. And so, we we believe that Jesus is a, is a big deal because he actually got up from that grave. And so, he gives us this table, and the table over the next few next few weeks, the rest of this month, we want to talk about the table as the as the church. Now, in the table, there's a there's a spot right here. We're going to talk about this spot for the very 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 last last week. But then there's. So there's this seat, and a lot of you guys are smart, and you've been in church for a while, so you, you know who seat this is. This is for the big guy, all right? We're going to talk about the big guy. Um, we're going to talk about the big guy later. I mean, he, he deserves a lot of respect. We talk about him every week, but he's, we're going to talk about him last. We say the best for last sometimes in our church. But there's seat one. The so seat one, it's important in to church. In this church at Hope Church and at Church Across America, C1 is imperative. And here's why it's imperative because in C1, this is where all the people who are searching for Jesus or searching in life. This is where they sit at. They, they don't believe in the salvation. They don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe that he died and he rose again. This is they're just they're kind of just here. Yesterday I ran a, a little short 5k with, with a friend of mine yesterday, and he posted this, this thing about I got to run a I got to run a um I got to run a, a race with, with my pastor friend. It's my, it's my pastor and it's the church I used to go to. And he goes, I, I, need to, I, need to, I need to go back. Maybe I need to go back. And we walked back to our cars and we were talking about, talking about Jesus and what he believes about the church and a lot of different things. But this is where, this is where people who don't believe in Jesus sit at yet. This is where people, this is, about a, this is the third of the church. Most people, they, they come to church Someone invited them. They don't really know who Jesus is, but they got invited to the church. But this is, this is chair one, okay? And every church has to have chair one. There's three. There's about a third of the church. There's another third. Maybe this is more. <clears throat> but in this, in this part of the, the seat or in this, this section of, of the church, there are the people, that they, they, they believe Jesus on the cross and then rose again. They believe that. They've gotten saved. They, they are salvation. The Bible says that these people have gotten saved and they are now they are now infants. They are now, they're, the phrase we use is the phrase, the phrase they're baby Christians. They've, they've gotten saved, and they're kind of like in toddler mode. They're kind of walking. They don't have all the answers. You know, they don't have all the, they don't have everything figured out. I, I told some friends just a few, few uh, last night on, on a video that I did. Like, they don't, if, you know, if you're trying to come to church, I tell people this all the time. When you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to wear to church, wear whatever makes you feel comfortable. Where does big fun come? That's a question. That's that's the people. That's a question. This is the question that people ask when they're in charity. What, what am I supposed to wear to church? Like I got saved, or what am I supposed to do now? How do how do I read my Bible? How do how do I pray? We circled up this past this this morning uh, with a group of our our team, our dream team, and everyone ought to be on dream team. We have a party on dream team. This is the people that make all this thing happen from the setup to the teardown. But our dream team and, and my son says, "Hey, Dad, can I pray today?" I said, "Yeah, go for it, man." He prayed. He said, "God." I pray that there are more people this week than there were last week. I was like, I receive it. <laughs> Come on. I believe in a God of more. You know what I'm saying? So God wants to give us an abundant life. And I believe that I believe there's churches across America today that, that, that they, they need more people in them so they can meet Jesus. So then chair two, these are people that they're just they're trying to figure all the answers of life out just like everybody else is. But they've got a Savior. They, they believe Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. They're, maybe they're reading the Bible sometimes. Maybe they're praying sometimes. They don't have a lot of answers to life. They just don't, they don't, they don't have a lot of answers, a lot of biblical answers. They're, they're still trying to figure it out, which, which we all are. And we'll be all be trying to figure it out until we get to heaven. But then in chair three, and I know a lot of you guys are trying to figure out how is he going to sit in chair three. <laughs> don't do it. Your jeans will rip, you know. I'm down with that. In chair three, this is for the people, they've been, they've been saved a long time. These are the people. These guys—they—they—they they, they know to give, and they, not only do they give, they give with a, they give with a glad heart. Because we—we all know to, we all know to give. We were, we were talking about giving last night at dinner with, uh, with uh, Vicky and Nick, and Nick was telling me it's like—I um, forget how the, the context was. He's like, but if you—he's like, we were talking about giving, like, and in and, and chair two, people don't really like to hear about giving. Like, I don't—I don't really want to hear about giving. That's no one—no one really likes that. Because you're, you're, you're infringing on my rights. <laughs> you're infringing on that that belongs to that belongs to me. And so there's a, there's a, there's a gap between two and three. A lot of people stay here for a long time, but in tier, in, tier, in, in chair three, people, they, they know they're supposed to give. They not only do they know they're supposed to give, it's, it's bigger than that. They, they, know, they know this: that everything they have, God owns it. They know that. In chair three, they know that everything that they, everything that they have, God owns all that they have. They they know that. This, they're they're barring it. In chair three, they know this. I, I have four kids. I, I, I believe that I'm in, I'm in chair three, and, and I, I'm trying to stay there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know that I'm in, I'm in chair three. I've been saved for a long, long time, and I know that I don't, my, my kids, they don't belong to me. They're on, temporary, they're on temporary loan for a little while. One of them I want to give back sooner than later, but you know what I'm saying? But they're on temporary loan. But give me, in, in chair three, these guys, they're serving. They're, they're, these guys, they're, they're serving, and they're not serving because they have to. They're serving because they, they get to. And they like it because they know they're making a difference. They, in chair three, they want to make people want to make a difference. They want to make a difference. These in chair three, here's, this, is a, this is a big gap between chair two and chair three. In chair two, people don't know how to, they don't know how to feed themselves. They're not quite sure how to how to how to grow. They, got, they have to come to church and study to be fed. They don't really know how to, they don't know how to feed themselves. In chair three, these people they, they know how to feed themselves. In chair three, these people are not expecting me to get up here and deliver a sermon every single week and then for them to hang on to it for seven days and hope that they keep on growing. <laughs> they're not hoping on This is just, a, this is a sermon that they're hearing throughout the week. In chair three, these people know how to feed themselves. They know how to open up their Bible and they know how to, they know how to read it. They, they know, they know in, in the Bible, in the New Testament, I'm gonna read a passage of scripture in just a moment. They know that the red letters, that they know that Jesus is, Jesus is speaking. That's Jesus. They, they know that in chair three. Here's what chair three people also know. Chair three people know it's their job to help number two, people in chair two get to chair three. That's what chair three people, they they, they know that. There's there's not a question in their mind. They they know that chair three people, they know this. They know they're supposed to bring people who don't know Jesus. They know they're supposed to get there. So, really a lot of what happens in church is really contingent upon, contingent upon what happens with people in chair three. Because they're supposed to be helping, they're supposed to be helping everyone get to to get to chair 3 now if you're in some there, there are some schools of thought and some different um, some different denominations that if you're not in chair 3 then you're not you're not really a good christian you're not the highest level and in the assemblies of god i have a friend of mine the assemblies of god he basically said if you don't if you don't have all the gifts of the spirit then you're not you're not you're not a good enough christian or in, in our, in Baptist world, or, or in some, some non-denominational, some, some, some Baptist church is like, if you don't, if you don't get to, if you don't do all these things, and, and, and it's, it's more, sometimes some denominations is more about things that you don't do. If you don't do all these things, then you're in chair three. And we're not going to spend a lot of time on, on the different chairs every single week, but I, I want you to know this, that God wants all of us in this room in here today to get to chair three. That's what he wants. Now here's the deal. Here's what chair three people also know. This is important. Chair three people know that perfection is not the goal. They know progress is. They know progress is. I know a lot of people, they sit in chair two, like, I don't want to be in chair three because if I'm in chair three, then I got to be perfect. Can I tell you right now, there's no one in chair three in here today that knows. Did I say it wrong or you guys, or was that funny? I'm just up here talking. (laughs) Chair three people know that perfection is not the goal. Progress is. They're just trying to they're just trying to get a little bit closer to Jesus on the daily, on the reg. That's what the kids are saying, on the reg, on the regular. <laughs> that was for you, Chase. Trips said to me, Dad, do you notice Chase got a new haircut? <laughs> I said, do you like it? He said, I kind of like the old style better. I'm just throwing it out there for you. That was free, Chase. <laughs> but you know, it's not about the outside. It's not about the outside. It's about the inside. Because you know what Trips said to me? He's like, Dad, you know, that Ch- you know that guy Chase? I said, yeah. He goes, I like him. I said, why? He goes, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> seems like nice a nice guy. Kids learn how to judge at a young age. I want my kids to have a good, have a good. But the more and more I'm around him, he's starting to tell me what he thinks about people. He's like, I like that guy Chris, Dad. See, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's good. I mean, he knows chair three people. They know they're supposed to help people get to to get to chair three. They know how to feed themselves. They know they're supposed to. They know they're supposed to help bring people along. They know they're supposed to encourage other leaders. They know they're supposed to be a part of developing other people. They know it's lonely here. They know chair three is lonely. I'm gonna shoot you real straight. It is not, it's not the easiest chair to sit in. They know that all eyes are on them. All eyes are on them on chair three. But here's what I want for us as a community. I want us all to get to chair three. I want us all to grow. We all can be growing. We all like, we all like next level. We, we all like to go to the to keep on progressing in the right direction. We all like that. We all want to be moving in the, in the right direction. So it's our job in here as a community is to help people move from place to place. So a third of the churches are people who, who don't know. They're just kind of here hanging out. They, they came because somebody invited them. And, and then chair two is for people. They've gotten saved. And, and maybe they're not baptized yet, but maybe they are baptized. Or maybe they're, they're just trying to figure. But they're kind of just crawling. Just kind of just trying to figure it all out. And, and then there's chair three people. And these people are here. They know how to feed themselves. And they know their job is to help everybody else get to, to, get to chair three. And to be honest with you here today, a lot of people they they think they're in chair three. Hey, Wes, don't step on toes. It's week one. <laughs> but they're really in chair two. Like you think you're in chair three, but you're really in you're really in and really in chair chair two. I mean, so many people they they've been. I'm, I'm I'm mature. I'm developed. I've, I've got it. I'm 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 nailing it but we're really just in, in chair two. And, and what, I, what, I, what I wanna say to you, and I wanna make sure we get this because we're not a religious church, we're a relational church. And I have so many people that quote me on that or, or when I'm out and about, but I want you to know that no matter what chair you're in, you're not better than anybody else at the table. There's no one at the table that's better than anybody else because if you don't know who Jesus is, that's not your fault. You haven't been introduced yet, but you're gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. And if you're in chair two right there, then you're just, by the grace of God, you were introduced to Jesus and you're there and you're just like, hey, I got saved. Now what next? What now? Maybe for you it's next steps. Like what, what after that? Bible reading, serving, praying. Like what, what is it? And then you get to chair three, you realize that the only, reason, the, only reason, the only reason that you get to chair three was because by the grace of God, you got saved and then you move to chair two and someone grabs you and says, hey, I wanna help you get to, you get to chair three. And here's what I'll tell you. I don't, I'm, I'm not a big numbers guy, but we're praying for in 2019, we're praying for 40 people to be in chair three. We don't have 40 people at our church in chair three. We don't have that but that's our prayer. We believe that if we have 40 people in chair three, then we can get more people in chair one. And if we can get 40 people in chair three, then we can help, they're they're gonna be coming from people that are in chair two, coming to chair three, okay? So stick around for the rest of the series, it's gonna be awesome. I wanna read a passage of of scripture to you out of the Bible, Luke chapter 14, if you have a Bible. This is imperative, this is an incredible text in here today, you want to read all the New Testament, but this is a really, really, really powerful text. There's some principles in here, I, I realize this, I don't know a lot but I know about the red letters. That's what I know. I, I don't know everything about the Old Testament. Um, um, Ryan and Annie were at a church a few weeks ago and they texted me about Revelations. I don't know anything about the end times, but I know this, he's coming back. He's coming back. I can't tell you how he's gonna get here. I can't tell you, I think there's, there, the Bible says there's gonna be some trumpets. All that's important. All that's important, but I just know this: He's coming back. I don't know when He's coming back. Dinah said it to you today. She's okay if He comes back today. I'm okay if He comes back today. He's going to come back. I know He's coming back, but I know the red letters. And a lot of pastors they steer away from the red letters, but I think the red letters is where we got to spend more time at. Because the thing that I want you guys all to be like is I want you to be like Jesus, not like Wesley. Now I've I've gone have gone a, I've, I've spent a lot of my time in life trying to get people to be like Wesley, but I realize like being like being like Wesley is a dead end road, because you can be you can be further along than Wesley can. You can be closer to Jesus. You know, I don't care if you're close to me. I, I want to be close to you and I want, I want you to be close to me. And that's all great, but I, at the end of the day, I really want everybody in your day to be close to, close to Jesus. Because I believe the people in Chair 3, they, are, they, they realize they need they need Jesus. The only way for them to serve and to give and to love and to encourage and to inspire and to help people, the only way for them to do that is, is through the grace, of, the grace of God. The grace of God. And so, I want to spend some time today, this morning, looking at some red letters from Jesus. And, and I think we can pull principles out of here. We can pull principles out of here. And this is called a parable, okay? And, and so this is an earthly story with a, with a heavenly meaning. There's some, some principles that Jesus I want to give you this. I want you to draw some, some, some context out of here. And I think we can all draw some context out of here. I think a lot of people that I was telling you earlier, they don't, pastors don't preach on parables because you can miss it sometimes because we're human. And so I think there's some things here that I think we can get that, that, that I won't miss, today. Luke chapter 14 Verse 15, the Bible says this, hearing this, Jesus had just told a story he just taught about humility. And if you have a Bible in your day, you'll, you'll see the, the very chunk of scripture right before that says, Jesus teaches about humility. And so after they just heard this, there was a man sitting at the table with Jesus, his seat right here. He was sitting there with Jesus and he said, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. And Dinah said, I can't wait for the kingdom of God to come. And I want you to know it is our job to prepare for the kingdom of God. We're not trying to build Hope Kingdom, West Kingdom, Dinah Kingdom. We're trying to build the kingdom of God. We want to bring heaven down on earth. Jesus said, it's our job to bring heaven down on earth. We want, to, we want to set the table for Jesus. So we are getting the table ready for Jesus to come back again. That's what our job is to do. that. The church is there to get everybody ready, get everybody to the table because Jesus is coming back again. There'll be a time where we'll go, Jesus, can I be excused? He's like, yes, come on up. You're, you're, you're in heaven now. We're, we're going to... We're going to heaven. So, this pastor, they, they said, Man, what a blessing it'll be to attend the banquet in the kingdom of God. And Jesus says, Let me tell you a story. You can never go wrong with story time with Jesus as long as you listen. As long as you, as long as you listen. I love Gabe. Gabe was on the drums today, and I was watching him watch Diana talk today. And I just love, he's, he's such a, I love him, he's such a worshiper. He was just locked into what Diana was saying. I was too. I was trying not to lust. I was trying to listen, but I was locked into what she was saying, you know? And so I'm like, man, that is such a, such a, such a good word. Dinah does an incredible job at setting the table before I ever get up here. Sometimes I just like, let's just pack it up and let's, let's call it a day. Because man, what she's saying is so good. It's so good. I love that she, what she said today that was so important to us is that Jesus, we, we all have Jesus' attention at the same exact time. I'm thankful for that. I'm glad I could talk to Jesus and he's not like, Wes, I'll talk to you in a second when I'm done talking to Matt. I, don't, I like that he can talk to us all at the same exact time. We all can worship. He can receive worship from all of us all at the exact, all at the exact <clears throat> same, same time. So in this passage Scripture, he goes, let me tell you three. A man prepared a great feast, and he sent out a lot of invitations. He sent out a, lot of, a lot of invitations. In the ARC Network, we, in the ARC Association of Related Churches, we encourage guys to send out mailers. We coach guys, we have a guy launching a church in January, we just had two launch a few months ago, and every time you give here, we help launch churches. But we encourage these guys to send out 100,000 mail, 100,000 pieces of mail around them, in a circle of 100,000, that's, that's what we coach. And the return on investment is small, but we, we believe that everyone should get an invitation. When there's a life-giving church that's opening up, we ought to give, a, we ought to give an, an invitation. So he says here, um, send out the invitations. And when the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests. In, these, in the scripture time, because there wasn't social media, there wasn't social media invites, and there was no mailers, they would send an invitation, hey, we're having a party. And then another invitation would come, and that invitation would say, hey, guys, now you can come. Got it? There's two invitations. Hey, there, there's, there's the invitation. We're having a party. You're invited. It's, here's the date. Save the date. And then they say, hey, now it's time. Come on in. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. Verse 18. But they all began making excuses. Sounds familiar. It's, it's raining out today. It, there was a cold front. <laughs> I didn't set my alarm clock. I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. Can I, can I talk about church attendance for just a moment? I'm, I'm not big on, on preaching about what you should do and what you shouldn't do. But I think we will all agree with this. Church is helpful. This church is helpful. I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm telling you what you tell me. We'll go to next steps in a few moments. There'll be a few couples in there and, and after a second service, they'll say, man, this church is helping me. This, is helping. this, is, this has been the best thing that I've added since 2000 th- this year. This has, been the, this has helped me the most because we open up God's word. That's why it's helpful. Not only is it helpful, we have God's word and we have God's people. Those are two helpful things. We, we, all, we all need those things. But you know what I've realized about church tenants is that we get so busy. We get so busy seven days a week. I mean, we are just so, 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 so busy and instead of cutting out out of our schedule Monday through Saturday, what's the easiest thing to cut out? <laughs> Sunday. I don't know why that is, and I can't yell at you and point my finger at you because I have to be here. You're know, like I don't have a choice. <laughs> like I'm I gotta be here. But I, I I pray that there'll never be a day. But I know a lot of guys, pastors, they, they left this. They left this thing. This was their thing. This is their calling, and they left their calling. I don't, this is my calling. I have to be here. Like that sounds negative. No, I, I have to be here because God said this is where you're going to be at, and I want to be where God has me at, because I believe the blessings are inside of His boundaries. This is where God wants me at, so that's why this is why I'm here. It's always helpful. Do I? Want, do you want Wes, what, do, I mean, I'm a nurse, West. I got to pay my bills. Yeah, you you have to work. I mean, you you have to be at work. I'm, I'm not telling you to go tell your boss, hey man, I'm going to church now. You got to ha- get someone else. I'm not, I'm not saying that. that sounds that sounds foolish, West. That is foolish. I'm not saying that. But what happens? We get so busy Monday through Saturday, like man, I need a break to catch that break on Sunday morning. But it's so funny if we look at our life the most helpful thing that we have going for us is the hour and 10 minutes that we have on Sunday morning. It's the most helpful thing we have going for us. Because we're in we're in somewhere in one of these chairs or we're in chair 2 and it's the most we don't know how to read our bible, we don't know how to pray, we don't know there's a thing called a podcast out and we can listen to all these sermons. We don't know that. So we don't know all those things so we really it's the most helpful thing that we have is to come to the church and get that power hour but we don't come to it because we get so busy. We need a break. I mean, that's, that's my hour and 10 minutes. That's a, I, I need the, I need the break. And if you're here today, you say, man, that's, that's where I'm at. It's okay, I'm not putting my finger, but this is where these people are at. They're like, man, I'm just busy, man. <laughs> I, I need a break. Like, I, you don't, you don't, man, the struggle is real. I need, I need a little bit of a, I need a little bit of a break. That's where these guys are at. Totally get it. And I totally get it. I tell all of our business owners, I get why you don't come on Sunday. They're like, you do? <laughs> and they're like, you're saying it's okay? Like, no, I'm not saying it's okay, but I totally get it. Like, you're tired. People get tired. And when you get tired, you need a break. And I don't think God designed you to be tired. So I, I believe in a Sabbath. And so I totally get it. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and he's a business owner. He goes, Bro, I'm missing three weeks in a row. And he goes, And I hate it. I'm like, Your Instagram looks like you're having a blast, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He goes, I, he goes, I hate it, but he goes, I gotta I'm be gone. I gotta be gone here. He goes, But I'm gonna be back, dude. I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna be gone. But I just, I just want you to know I'm, I'm going to be missing, but I, I really I wish, I could, I wish I could be there. But life, circumstances, you can't be gone Monday through Friday. You can't be gone Monday through Friday. He's like, this is my weekend. This is, what, this is the time to catch my, to catch my rest, catch my, catch my break. And so he says, hey, dude, we're busy. So when the bank was ready, he sent in the invitation, verse 18. They all began making excuses. Man, I, I just bought a field, and I must inspect it. Please excuse me. Agricultural conversation. He goes, hey, I, I just got this new, I, I started a brand new job. I got to be there. I started a new company, I gotta be there. Another one said, I've just bought five pairs of oxen and I will try them out, please excuse me. Man, I, I'm busy, bro. Another, I bought a brand new boat. You ought to buy a boat. If God's called you to buy a boat, buy a boat. Just saying, invite me out on it. He's like, I got a boat. I got a brand new motorcycle. Dude, I'm totally for brand new motorcycles. God put them heart the your day. Wes, it's time for you to buy another motorcycle. He put that in my spirit, Debbie. I can't tell him no. I want to be inside the boundaries. God's was like, hey, Wes, time for another motorcycle. So I said, God, I received that. He goes, hey, I gotta, I'm busy, man. I got some stuff. And another one said, I just got married. I don't get to make any more decisions on my own. My wife makes all my decisions. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying? He's like, hey. He said, hey, mom ain't happy. Nobody's happy. I get that. That is in here somewhere. I totally receive it. And so the servant's like, man, oh, for three. The servant returned, he told his master what they said. He goes, his master was furious, and he said, hey, go quickly into the streets. Go into the streets and the alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Dude, we're desperate. Go get anybody. Go get anybody and go get everybody. He says here, he goes, and the servant, he, the servant had done this. He went out and got everybody he could he got everybody to say, hey man, I, we gotta fill the table up. We gotta, we, gotta, we, gotta make more, we gotta make more room at the table. And so we're gonna make more room and get the table filled up. And they went and got the leaf out. You guys know about the leaf, just not sure if you know about the leaf. Like if you don't know about the leaf, you ain't lived yet. But you gotta go get the leaf out where you pull the table apart, where it takes two people, where it should take people unless you're a guy. You don't want to ask your wife up, you just yank that thing apart. You don't care. You go get the leaf and you throw it in there, but you make sure it's loud so that your wife knows that you're getting the leaf. You get the leaf, and, and if you gotta have a lot of people, you get the second leaf out. If you don't know about the second leaf, your family's not, it ain't huge. And I'm jealous. But anyways, you get that big leaf there, and then you shove that thing together, and you, you, we got to make a lot of room because I went and got everybody out there I could go find. I got into the table, and, and, and bro, master, there's still more room there. And so he says here in the very next verse, he goes, after this, the servant had done this. He reported there's still more room at the table. So the master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full, or so that the table will be full. He goes, hey, we haven't asked enough people. We got to go get more. We got to go a little bit further. Go out to Groveland. You got to go out to, go out to like, there, like, there's no more people in Claremont. There's no one in, in Winter Garden. You, you touch a co, you touch Winter Garden. Like, But go out, to, go out to Groveland. I was at a dinner with the, with the business owner. He goes, hey, are you ready to start another church? I said, absolutely. We're going to start another one. We're going to start another campus. We believe God's called us to go and reach more. He goes, we already have the place in Groveland. He goes, are you ready or not? And I was like, uh, let me talk to God. <laughs> I said, I think that's a little bit too far, God. And then I opened up this passage of Scripture. I'm like, God, nobody asked you. Isn't that how we are, though? God, we want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this. We wanna, I want I I us to, we're going to, in just a few, at the end of the year, we're going to do our, our heart for the house offering. Now, I want to I I raise enough money to open up two churches next year. I want to start one, I want to open another church here, and I want to buy a church in, in another country. He's like, that sounds ridiculous. I, that's, that's what God has put in my heart. I, I want to I reach more because God said, hey, I want you to go a little bit further. Go a little bit further, Wes. Reach a little bit further. This year we talked about the old test. This year we opened the year where Jesus says, hey, I want you to drive, your, I want you to drive the tent, the stakes down deep because we're going we're gonna to make the tent bigger. A big tent, let's, let's drive down the stakes real deep. Let's build a really, really good foundation. That's how we started our year. And this past year we've been building a foundation, but now we're going to build on more foundation because we're going further out and we're going to reach further. And he goes, hey, guys, I want you to go on. I want you to reach more. And the very next verse, the Bible says this. After the servant had done this, there's still more room, verse 23. And the master, would go in the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you can find to come so the house or so the table will be full. And then verse 24, for none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. He says man, they're gonna miss it. They're gonna, they're gonna miss it. One of the friends of mine, his church is called the Cost Church. It's called the Cost Church, and their slogan is until Jesus runs this city, I just believe that God's called us to run this city. I really have. I told Diana, we sat down with a friend day. In, in just a few moments, you'll see a video in just a few moments. But we're, we, um, we partnered with Maxi Elementary, and God's, God said, hey, that's close to you. Start there. Don't get all excited about the other parts of the world unless you start taking care of your community. And so it's one of our strategic partners, we're a partner with them. And so there's 30 plus kids that go to that go to school there that are homeless. Is that right? Those numbers right? 30 plus kids. And so we someone has donated 30 turkeys to make sure that those 30 that those 30 kids don't they're going to have Thanksgiving. And so we've bought 30 30 plus 35 baskets that will be out there in the lobby when you walk out. And say we're going to fill those up with the rest of the stuff for the for the um, for the turkey for the dinner. The stuffing, the vegetables, the, all the stuff that you need. We're gonna do. Th- we're gonna do 35 of those, but that's not where we're gonna stop. That's just where we're starting at. We were with another friend of mine. We believe that God's called us to pastor this whole entire city. So there's people who don't go to our church. They don't go to church, but God's going Hey, I want you to pastor them too. So we were talking with one of our other friends recently, and they said, Hey, um, we were telling them they were at dinner. They were, we invited them to one of our Bible studies, and she goes, Hey, I'm gonna help you guys. What do y'all need? And they said we don't feel like God's called us just to give 30 turkeys, 30 Thanksgiving dinners to those families. We want to bless the teachers. And so she owns a big company, and she said to me, I'll give you guys, a tr- I'll give Hope Church 50 turkeys to give to, give to, that, to, give to that school. So we're going to give 50 turkeys out to all the teachers. We want to bless the teachers, because they're, they're blessing the kids, and we want to bless them. God's called us to do that. He said, hey, I want you to go do that. And all those things, we're doing all things because we want to make more room at the table. We want to make more room at the table. Our vision's getting bigger, Hope Church, and that's why we have to get more people to the table. we got to get more people to the table. we got to get more people to here because Jesus says, hey, there are people that are dying and going to hell, and they need Jesus. And, and they're in chair one. We have to get more people to chair so we can see more people saved. We gotta see more people saved. And we gotta get them to chair two and we gotta get them to chair three because chair three, we need more chair three people because we gotta help get more things going. We, it's just a big circle. It's a big circle. This guy's doing good, by the way, in case you're wondering. He's, Jesus, he's good. He's good. You know, he's, he's at, I mean, he, it's his table. He, he's good to go. So I wanna give you a couple things that I think you, you need to know about, about where we're headed or about this passage of scripture. There's more room at the table. There's more room at the table. There, there, there's, there's, we, we, can, we can add a leaf. We're, we're gonna add a leaf. And if this table's not being enough, we'll, we'll buy a bigger table. I told her the other day, I was like, I want, us, I want us to have a bigger table. Like, we got this thing that holds all this china. Like, we don't even open that china. Let's get rid of this thing. I don't even know that's called a hutch. I'm like, let's get rid of this and let's put a bigger table and let's get more people to the table. This morning we woke up and we were talking about some friends of ours. They've been going to church for a year. I'm like, we need to get them to the table. I don't know where they're at, but we got to get them to a different chair, to a different seat. We got to get them. We got to get them more connected. And we don't know if they're chair three people. We don't know if they're chair one. Be like, we got to get them to chair two. And if they're in chair two, we got to get them to chair three. We need more people at the table because there's more room. Did you know this? You've heard me, yes. You know this because you've heard me say eighty-five percent of churches are are in plateau or decline. They're dying. Churches are dying. Tables aren't being filled up. We got all these churches in the city and there's nobody in the seats. It makes, me, it makes me upset. It makes me upset because I'm coming here every Saturday night and putting on this tarp and I gotta hang out with Ryan every Saturday night. That's annoying. Ryan's great in small doses, but every Saturday, come on, you know what I'm saying? You're like, how do you say that about the setup team? Like, don't join the setup team. That's what you just gotta like. Don't join the setup team because it'll make money. We, we're gonna we're gonna be faithful with what we do have. God said to me, Wes, you want a church? I said, yes, I want a church. I want us to have a building. I want to have a second location. He goes, why don't you buy these guys a church in, in Cuba? They need a church. And I was like, why can't they buy their own church, God? And I was like, why don't you buy it? He goes, I am going to buy it, but I'm going to use you to do it. Why I'm going to use your church to do it. because you guys buy it. I said, all right, God, we'll, we'll buy it. Whatever you say, God. You can't do something. You can't be asking me for something, for something you're not willing to do. I want to be obedient. God's like, you're going to build this, and we're going to we're going to build this because there's more room at the table. There's more room at the table. Here's the second thing: we've got to get everyone to the table. We've got to get everyone to the table. You know people that you can bring to the table. Everyone knows people they can bring to the table. There's soccer coaches in here today. You, we all know people that can bring people to the table. There's business owners here today. Business owners in here today. There are people that you work out at the gym. In the dark, when the power goes out, like you, there are people that we all know that we can get saved. Everyone's got to get to the table, and here's the deal: I can't get your people to the table. I can only get my people. That's all I can do. And and you can't get my people to the table. I can't get you. You can get your people to the table. Everyone can bring somebody. We all can bring somebody. You got here by some. You got here somehow. Somehow you got here. We got to pay that for it. We got to pay that forward. We got to get everyone. We got to get everyone to the table. I saw this on social media this past week. It broke my heart. This generation has been to more of their friends' funerals than they have been to their weddings. I don't know who posted that. When I went to go get a screenshot so I put it up on the screen for you, I lost it. But that's not okay. Not on my watch. Not on our watch. Not on Hope Church's watch. That's not okay. It's not okay. I was at a funeral this past week. It's not okay that this generation that these that, that, that they think there's there's no, there's nothing good for them. That their best option is, to, is, is just to take is, is to leave this herd. That's not okay. That ought to bother us. Twenty-two vets take their life every day. That ought to bother us. That ought to bother us. We're partnering with a we're partnering with an organization this 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 year. They're they're putting up they're putting up a pregnancy center right next to UCF. Did you know this? This is the second. We go between first. Thing, this is the second um, city. Charlotte and Orlando are the greatest amount of, of cities where, where people give up their babies. They, they, they kill their babies, unborn babies. It's the second biggest. That's not okay. I hope that's not okay for you. That that shouldn't be okay for you. Because God's put us on this earth to multiply it. That ought to bother you. It ought to bother me. It ought to, it ought to bother us that there's kids that aren't going to... These, these 30 kids are, are ambassadors to the school. Debbie and Amy, they're, they're ambassadors to the school. And they were telling me that they these 30 kids that are homeless, they, they feed them dinner. The school or some partner, some organization feeds these kids dinner before they go home because they're not gonna get one. That ought to bother us. There's some things that ought to bother us. Hey, can I say this when I go one step further since I'm getting a little bit preachy? They say, there's a lot of things that ought to quit bothering us. And there's a lot of things that ought to start bothering us. Can you just nod your head if you're okay with that? By the way, you ought to go out and vote. But posting about it, nobody cares how you're voting. That's not gonna change the world. That messes the table up. By the way, I want everybody to know what I'm for. Be for people. You ought to be for people. You ought to be for people. You ought to be for the things that Jesus is for. You ought to, that's what you ought to be for. Like, Are you supposed to be saying all this, Wes? I think so. We got to be for more people. We got to be for humanity. You got to be for all those things. Um, We got to, and here's the thing, if you start choosing all these things that you're you're against, that makes the table messy. Stuff's just all knocked over. It just doesn't look right, like this pumpkin. (laughs) It messes the table up messes the table up. My political preference is not going to help someone get closer to Jesus. She's not going to. But you know what it can do? It can hurt someone. It can hurt. I'm for life. I'm for people. You know where I got that from? Jesus. I've come to give you a life and to give you life more full. John chapter 10. Church, that's what we got to be for that's what you gotta be for there's more room at the table we gotta get everyone to the table there's a lot more I have today you gotta come back next week or if you want man, just, I'll work faster in the second service if you wanna stay for the second service cause we have to get to the next step so it's a, little bit, it's a little bit different I talk faster I slow down but I think that's enough for us today that's enough but one more thing there's salvation at the table. There's salvation at the table. And hell's real. And heaven is real. And on our watch, we shouldn't be okay with people going to hell. We shouldn't be okay with that. We wanna, I want us I to be a kind of church that isn't afraid to stand at the gates of hell and say, hey, there's a better option. His name is Jesus. he will change your life. You know, don't check out. Stay in. Lock in. You're still here. God's not done with you. If you're not dead, God's not done. Hey, let's let's hey, let's lock in. There's there's a thing called salvation. And we want to introduce you to him. It, it, it's it's a person. Salvation is actually a person. His name is Jesus. And the cool thing is that we can be at the table with them, and we can be sitting there. We can build if you build a relationship with someone, you can sit at the table with them and say, "Hey, I'm in the wrong chair." You never want to sit there. if it's so. You don't want to sit in Jesus' seat, by the way. <clears throat> Just a bad idea. I worked for Diana's dad for a long time. Dave, and Carrie, good to see you guys. And uh he would sit at this end of the table. And I would sit at this end of the table. And he'd go, Wes, my father in law. I said, Yes, sir. He goes, This is the head of the table down there where he's. At. I said, Yes, sir, no. He goes, That makes you the tail. I said, I hate you. Just saying. I was like, I got you. I stole your daughter. I mean, what else? What do you want to do? You know what I'm saying? Like that wins. But we can get to a place in our life where we build a relationship with people and start having them at the table, get more connection, more influence, more relationship. And we can get them to the table and we can say, hey, we'll be able to sit at the table and say to the person, hey, you see this table? You'll be able to move your stuff over like this. be able to fold it back. You'll say, hey, you see this table we're at? Yeah, yeah, I see it. Forgive me, it's not a wood table. I couldn't find a wood table, but... You know this table? Right? Yeah, 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 I know this table. It's made of wood. Yeah, I see that, I see that. So you, you see this right here? This is, it's blood stained. Really? Yeah, it's bloodstained. Whose blood is that? That's my friend's name is Jesus. The same table you're sitting at, you can be able to explain this on the gospel. Right, this table, there was a man who hung on this table. That's why we put the, cl- the tablecloth over it. It's, it's weird sometimes, but we want you to know that The same, this same table that you're sitting at, you're fellowshipping at, you're hanging out at, you're developing relationships at, all these things, all this added value that you're getting from this table, it actually was used as a cross first. And friends, I mean, this isn't that hard for me, and it shouldn't be that hard for us, any of us in here today. Jesus put you on the earth to let more people know about the cross. That's what He put you there for. And by the way, one more point since I'm comfortable now. People aren't looking for church. They're looking for Jesus. But he's at the table. So like, man, is church that important? It is that important. Because it's. Can you can you lead your neighbor to Christ? Romans Road, Romans 3 23, Romans 6 23, Romans 5.8, Romans 10 9-13. Absolutely you can. And you should. But for some people, they're going to to bring them to the the table, which we're the table. We're the the church. It it gets complicated the more we get into it. But we are the church. 100 Windermere Road is not a church. It's a gymnasium. And when we all get here, it becomes the church. And Jesus wants you and I to get more people to the table. They're not looking for the table, but they're looking for Jesus. And he's at the table.